We love to sing about the cross. But the angel's question, why do you look for the living among the dead, reminds us that the cross was never the end. The cross was never going to be the end of Jesus. Death could not hold him. The grave had no claim over him. You see, the cross without the resurrection of Jesus would be nothing, nothing less than a total tragedy. Be a tragedy if there was no resurrection. If it was just the cross, our hearts would be broken forever. If the Son of God just died and that was it, if death was the end, our faith would be dead. We would have no faith. We would have nothing to live for. We would have no hope for today and eternal hope um, when this life is over. There would be no hope. But the resurrection brings triumph over our tragedy, triumph over the tragedy of the cross and Good Friday. Because Satan, sin, and death are defeated. The three, the three great enemies of the soul, Satan, sin, and death. Because of the resurrection, they are all defeated, and we praise God. We have a hallelujah cry within us on Easter Sunday because we're reminded of that truth. And so firstly, the angel's question reorients us. It shifts us from Friday to Sunday, from the cross to an empty tomb. Secondly, it reorients us from death to life. We are repositioned from death towards life. The woman in Luke chapter 24, they clearly go to the tomb to experience death. They go to a graveside. They go to a tomb. They're expecting death. Their hearts are heavy. Their minds are on death. But the angel's question makes it clear that they're not going to find a dead person here. There is no dead person in this tomb. Jesus isn't dead. He is alive. And in that moment, they're reoriented from death towards life. Because of Jesus' resurrection, death is no longer the end for any of us who put our trust in him. Because he is alive, we too will live forevermore in his love. As Christians, we must live like those who know that we're going to be raised to life again when this life is over. We must. Because in Christ, no death is ever the end. Death will not ever be the end for the people of God. And so as you sit here this morning, I wonder what view of life and death you've carried into this place. What's your view of life and what's your view of death? Do you think that death is the end? You know, boom, and that's it all over. Complete annihilation, nothing beyond that. Or do you believe in the resurrection life that Jesus has come to bring to us? Do you believe in that? And have you put your trust in Jesus this morning as the only way to experience that eternal life in him? Because only he can bring that. And so today on Resurrection Sunday, the Holy Spirit is pointing us, reorienting us from death towards life in Jesus. Death will never be the end for those in Christ. Thirdly, the, the resurrection reorients us from our current troubled experiences to God's forever steady control. From our current troubled experiences to God's forever steady 
control. You see, the woman who appeared at Jesus' tomb that first Easter Sunday morning were undoubtedly shaken. They had seen some of the most horrific scenes that any human being could ever, ever witness. They had been through the most traumatic experience at the cross, the very worst of humanity on display. Think of all that had happened to Jesus, all that their eyes had seen, the heartbreak of that first Good Friday. It didn't seem good at all. They had watched Jesus hang. They had seen him bleed and die in the most cruel of ways. Imagine the sadness. Imagine the the heartbreak, the anxiety that they would have felt. The sense of loss, bewilderment, darkness and fear. The sense of hopelessness and helplessness. You know, I wouldn't blame them for perhaps forgetting that there was an author of all history who was behind it all. I wouldn't blame them in those moments to forget that there was a great architect, a a creator, a sustainer of all things. But the question, why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here. He has risen. That answer ought to awaken the soul. It ought to awaken the soul of any downcast person. It must awaken us to the steady hand of God over all of our circumstances. Why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here. He has risen. In verse 7, we read the angels say this, The Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men, be crucified, and on the third day be raised again. The Son of Man must. The Son of Man must be delivered. Jesus must be given over. He must go to the cross. This must happen. It must be this way because God's hand is upon it all. He is at work in it all. God never once took his hands off the wheel, allowing our world to free fall into oblivion. God never once never once took his hands off this world. God never once took his hands off Jesus in those moments. The cross had to happen. This had to happen. God was having his way. His plan of redemption was being worked out as his son hung on the cross. The enemy might have thought he had won, but he was so wrong. Tonight we're going to think about Colossians chapter 2 where we read that that Jesus canceled the, the charge of our legal indebtedness which stood against us, condemning us. Jesus took it away. He nailed it to the cross. And then we read this in, in Colossians that he, he disarmed the powers and the authorities. He disarmed the enemy, totally disarmed him. And he made a public spectacle of Satan and the powers of evil. He triumphed over them at the cross. We're going we're to think about that, going to break that down tonight and just think about what that means for us today, that the enemy has been defeated, that the enemy of God has been totally disarmed. His weapons have been taken off him and Jesus has triumphed over all. I hope you can make tonight. I do hope you can be here. But this Resurrection Sunday, we, we know that God speaks love over us that God speaks his love over us. 
that God is always at work for his glory and for our good, even when our current circumstances don't look that way. God is always working out his good plan. Why do you look for the living among the dead? It's like the angel is saying, ladies, don't fear. Fear not. Your current experience of sadness is about to give way to incredible joy. Jesus is alive. Don't look for a dead Jesus. Death could not hold him. And so this morning, as we reorient ourselves towards the resurrection, whatever is weighing us down, whatever current circumstances are weighing heavily upon us, whatever we might be dealing with, let's remember that the steady hand of God is still over it all. The late uh, great missiologist Leslie Newbigin was once interviewed on the radio and the journalist asked him this. He said, Bishop Newbigin, are you an optimist or a pessimist about the future of the church? And he responded with this. He said, I am neither an optimist nor a pessimist. Jesus Christ is risen from the dead. I am neither an optimist nor a pessimist. Jesus Christ is risen from the dead. In other words, the resurrection triumphs over it all. Whatever way we might feel, optimistic, pessimistic, up, down, head up, head down, hard up, hard down, whatever way we might feel, whatever way you might have walked in these doors, pessimistic about life, heart downcast, eyes downward gaze heavy, heart heavy, whatever it might be, the resurrection of Jesus triumphs over it all. Optimistic, pessimistic, good or bad, up or down, Jesus Christ is risen from the dead. Jesus Christ is risen from the dead. The resurrection trumps it all. It trumps how we feel. It trumps our current experience of life. In our own lives, we should be able to say, you know what, I'm not an optimist or a pessimist, but I know Jesus Christ is risen from the dead. Things might be bad, but I know Jesus Christ is risen from the dead. I'm having a good week, but you know what, Jesus Christ is risen from the dead. I'm having a pretty lousy week, Jesus is still risen from the dead. He hasn't gone back into the tomb again and, and died all over. He's risen from the dead and he's not going back into the tomb. Come what may, Jesus Christ is risen from the dead. And that is our hope. That is our eternal hope. And so the resurrection reorients us towards the steady hand of God. Fourthly, are you still with me? Good. I'm doubting that this morning. Too many of you were up that hill. Like I am struggling myself, don't worry. You can maybe sense that. Uh, okay. So fourthly, um, the resurrection reorients us from sadness to joy. Don't we believe that? If Jesus is not dead but alive, then we, you, out of all the people on the face of this earth, ought to be those who are filled with joy. If he is not dead and if he is alive, then we, out of all the peoples in this area, in this community, ought to be those filled with great joy. 1 Peter 1, 3 to 4, Peter writes this. He says, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Why? In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Christ Jesus from the dead. 
And he says, in this you greatly rejoice. You greatly rejoice. Though now for a little while you may have to suffer griefs of all kinds. Even though you might suffer grief in this earth, in your life, the resurrection of Jesus from the dead brings us into a living hope and we are people who can rejoice through it all. Trials will deeply sadden our hearts, but the resurrection of Jesus reorients us towards incredible joy that's found in him. Joy that's possible even in the middle of all of our current circumstances. Remember last week we talked about how our momentary troubles are somehow achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs it all. We don't understand it, but somehow God is at work in our suffering and our momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that will far outweigh them all. And so this morning, I'm declaring over our church, over all of you, I'm declaring in the name of the risen Lord Jesus and by the power of his spirit that this life and these trials that you're facing are not the end. They are not the end. Whatever you're dealing with, whatever it is that you're going through, your trials are not ever going to be the end of you in Jesus. We can declare that because he is not here. He has risen. The angel's question moves us from sadness to joy. Our trials are never going to be the end. Please understand, pain and suffering, though it might weigh you down on this earth, is never going to be part of your eternal experience as someone who loves Jesus. Someone has said this, it's an unknown quote, I don't know who said this, but they said these words, Jesus' resurrection opened a door between the fallen, groaning world into which he was born and the renewal of all things. That door was a stone rolled back by the very finger of God from the mouth of a grave outside of Jerusalem. And so because Jesus rose from the grave, our joy in him is secure. It can never be taken from us safely beyond the reach of the enemy. And so fifthly and finally, are you still with me? Good, good. Shane is, he said that loud. The resurrection reorients us towards life in the spirit. Towards life in the spirit. Jesus was resurrected. Did Jesus die again? No. He ascended to the Father. He ascended to the Father where he's seated at the right hand of God Almighty in heaven. He told the disciples to wait in Jerusalem because he was going to send the gift of his Spirit. The Holy Spirit would be poured out upon them on the day of Pentecost. There would be this great outpouring of the life-giving presence of God and the power of the Holy Spirit. And So we cannot talk about resurrection life without talking about life in the Spirit. As the people of God today who believe in the resurrection of Jesus, we are those who live life in the spirit, not in the flesh. 
We deal with stuff in the flesh. We battle in the flesh, but we are those who live in the Spirit. We're born again of the Spirit of God and His Spirit is alive in us and His Spirit is present and alive and moving in our midst this morning. We must believe this. This Resurrection Sunday, we're being reoriented towards life in the Spirit. We pray for an outpouring of the Holy Spirit upon us. That the Spirit of God would move that the Spirit of God would fall upon us in a fresh way so that we receive fresh power, so that we receive fresh anointing and a fresh sense of purpose, a fresh strength to overcome those things that we're all dealing with, a fresh perspective on eternal things, a fresh um, understanding of what it means to be a people of the risen, resurrected Lord Jesus. The resurrection is reorienting us this morning towards life in the Spirit. I want you to come with me in that direction. I want you to reorient, to move yourself towards life in the Spirit. In Revelation 21, we read this. To the thirsty, Jesus says, I will give water without cost from the fountain of the water of life. The fountain is open and it is flowing the fountain of the water of life. The resurrection is reorienting us this morning. We're going to sing in a moment. Let me invite the worship team. We're going to sing in a moment or two. The worship team can come forward. And so this morning we're saying that the the resurrection is reorienting us in at least five ways. In at least five ways. From the cross to the empty tomb, from death to life, from our troubles to God's steady hand, from sadness to joy, and towards life in the Spirit. We were reminded on Friday that there was a moment in history when the lights went out. When death had claimed its victory. It was the darkest day in history. But this morning, today, we're being reminded that there was a moment when the sky lit up. When the sky lit up, a flash of lightning breaking through. When all was lost, he crossed eternity. The king of life was on the move. Come on, Jesus. For in a cold, dark tomb where our Lord was laid, One miraculous breath, and we're forever changed. What do we sing? All hail King Jesus. All hail the Lord of heaven and earth. All hail King Jesus. All hail the Savior of the world. There was a moment when the lights went out, but there was a moment when the sky lit up. When the Son of God stepped out of a a tomb in Jerusalem, raised to life again, defeating Satan, sin, and death, that's what we're called into. That's the life we're called into. Make no mistake this morning. This isn't some dead religion. This is life in the Spirit. This is life in Jesus' name. And so this morning, and I'm going to do this in a very ordinary way, but I believe I believe some of you need an encounter with the risen Lord Jesus today. A 
a touch of his presence and power. I believe some of you, and I've been praying about this, I, I believe that for some of you it feels like the lights have gone out. Or that the lights feel like they're going out. That there are things going on in your life, illness, bereavement, anxiety, depression, darkness, pain, some kind of struggle with someone in your life. I believe that, that there are many of you here who are feeling the weight of this world. In many ways, it's all of us, isn't it? We're all feeling it, the pain of this world. But if that's you, I want to say two things this morning. Number one, will you please go for prayer ministry after? We have a team who want to pray for you, who want to pray over your life, that you would know the resurrection power of Jesus over whatever it is that you are experiencing. But can I say one other thing? If that's you, I'm going to give you an opportunity to have this whole church pray over you. And I'm going to ask you to come down to the front. If there's anyone in here this morning, I'm going, to, I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to ask the whole church to stand with you. If you're struggling with something and you want to know the resurrection power of Jesus in your life, just come down to the front in a very ordinary way, whatever it is that you're dealing with. I'm going to pray for you. Surely there's more than just William, the brave man that he is. Just come down to the front. I'm going to pray over you and our church is going to stand and pray over you as well from wherever they are. There was a moment when the lights went out. It's felt like that, that there's been something just incredibly difficult going on. Hurt, pain, brokenness, bereavement, loss, struggle. There's no better, no better day than Resurrection Sunday to experience the presence of God over whatever it is that you're dealing with. If there's anyone else, I just want to encourage you to come down. I'm going to pray for you in this moment. If there's anyone else, just come down. Then I'm going to ask the church to stand with us while I pray. And if you want to, sometimes when we pray for people, we just gently lay a hand on their shoulder. And if you're out there and you want to just pray for these people, you can just, just reach towards them. I know you're not going to touch them probably, but you can just, just reach out your hand in the direction of these folk at the front. Let's pray for them. Lord God Almighty, we all understand that in life there are moments when it feels like, like the lights have gone out when it can feel like death has claimed its victory, when it can feel like all has been lost or that all is being lost, that the lights are going out, that the lights are getting dimmer and dimmer by the day. And so as a church family, Lord Jesus, we pray over these folk at the front 
We pray over them, Lord, that there would be a sense of, of the sky lighting up in their hearts. That there would be a sense of the, the light being turned on. Not some superficial light, but the light of the glory of the Lord Jesus, the risen one. The risen one who is here among us. And so we pray, Lord Jesus, in the power of the Holy Spirit, come. Come and do a deep work in the lives of those who are standing here at the front, standing, admitting that there is a hurt, there is a brokenness, and we pray that you would pour your life out upon them. Holy Spirit, that you would come, that you would birth faith within them. If they don't yet fully trust in Jesus, that you would enable them to do that today, that they would make that commitment to you today. And Lord God, that by your Spirit you would minister deep into their hearts that that which is weighing upon them. Lord, that the life-giving presence of Jesus would wash over them, that they would experience deep, deep joy and peace in Christ. We thank you that the, the grave is empty and that Jesus is alive. And so as we worship you now, we, we sing praises to you, God Almighty. And we also sing knowing that you sing over us. We pray that as we sing, your truth would be implanted and would come alive in the hearts of those who are hurting the most this morning. Come, Holy Spirit, pour out your presence. Bring healing and restoration and a deep sense of joy in the Lord. Come, Holy Spirit, lead us as we worship you now. In Jesus' name, amen, amen.